Thank you for tuning in to episode 16 of Kineticast. I'm your host, Bo Salls. On this episode, we have CEO and co-founder of Kineticense, Dr. Ryan Camo, talking about ROI, patient acquisition, and data application using Kineticense. Ryan and I also talk about how patients connect to their data using biofeedback to train movement, clinic layouts, expanding the walls of your clinic, and utilizing objective data to better your patient care. For more information about Kineticense, please visit kineticense.com where you can book your free online demo. Let's start the Kineticense Advantage, Part 1, ROI, Patient Acquisition, and Data Application with Dr. Ryan Camo. Today we are talking about implementation and monetization strategies of Kineticense in and out of the chiropractic clinic. I think this is a great topic for you to be here, uh, and thanks for coming on again, Ryan. Hey, Bo, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let's go ahead and talk about just bridging the gap that exists in clinical rehab using Kineticense. Yeah, no, absolutely, Bo. And, um, and really, that comes down to the reason why we, we created Kineticense in the first place. Uh, you know, my background is, is when I was doing my undergraduate studies, I had the opportunity to work in one of those research Vicon labs, yeah. right? So these expensive labs that, uh, you know, you have, you have seven, eight, nine sensors hanging from the ceiling and, and you wear the black suit and, and, uh, and it, it gives you incredible data, but these labs are like, you know, two, $3 million, some of them to set up. Right. And, um, and, and I, so I, I was just amazed by the, the types of movement data that we could get. And then what going forward into, uh, going into chiropractic school, uh, I was quite disappointed when, when I was sitting in biomechanics lecture fourth year and we were talking about different ways to assess movement and to assess posture and the body in general and, and just how limited we are with the resources of assessment that we have. Yeah. So there's a massive gap that exists between you know, what we can capture in these university biomechanical labs and, uh, and what the clinicians left with uh, for, for assessment tools. So that's when, we, that's when we started to try to find a better way, uh, to try to find something that could give that level of data, research level data, that was uh, affordable, portable, and efficient, and uh, could be used in the clinical setting. Yeah, no, and I, I think the fact that you actually got to experience that being in a Vicon lab, you really got to see the difference, and a lot of practitioners never get that experience, so they don't know what level of assessment you could have. So it's hard for them to even compare sometimes, but the fact that you got to experience that and see like the difference of what we should be able to provide patients is really cool, and I think that's kind of how you got started with creating Kineticense in itself, correct? Absolutely. And you know, it's my opinion that chiropractic really, we are the leaders in movement science. Definitely. Right? Yep. Whether you're a chiropractor, it doesn't matter how you treat, it doesn't matter if you're activator based, uh, upper, upper cervical based, um, you know, sports based, uh, it really doesn't matter is, is that we are the leaders in movement right? and have the best background in being able to assess and, and to be able to treat functional movement. And um, we just don't have a very good way of showing the patients and, 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 and other disciplines in you know, the multidisciplinary healthcare system how, how well we change the body, right. how great the changes that we make are. Uh, that's until now with uh, technology like Kineticense. So it's our, it's our goal to, to make our chiropractors, move the movement scientists they are, uh, and really all that's been missing is that diagnostic tool that shows the data. Yeah. And it's like having, you know, I, I, I tell practitioners like, 
imagine having a biomechanics lab in your clinic. Yep. And every practitioner that I talk to, I ask them, would, would, it, would you like to have a biomechanics lab in your clinic? And every single practitioner says, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? And here it is. Yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, like you kind of talked about just providing that data, but that also just helps patients connect to their own healthcare because that data, I mean, that's improving the quality of care right there, right, Ryan? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny when we first, uh, we first created Kineticense, we, we did, we did that um, really for the practitioners, for the clinicians and, and to try to give them um, the data that they need to, to better diagnose, to better see the progress uh, through the treatment protocol, right. uh, through multiple treatments and, um, and to give them that data. And, and what we, what we quickly started to realize was that, it, no, this is actually even more valuable for the patient. Right. Because the patient, when they see the changes that are made pre and post adjustment, for instance, um, they now know, oh, now I know why I feel better. Yeah. Now I know why chiropractic is such an integral, integral part of my, of my day to day. And, uh, and they actually want to become incredibly compliant. And, and the research tells us that out of all the aspects of, of the rehab uh, process, you know, from having the new patient doing the assessment to diagnosing to treatment protocols, the one component that is really the sometimes really the missing mark to what kind of outcomes that we get is the patient compliance. For sure. That is such a crucial factor. And uh, Kineticense increases patient compliance because you're using this as an education tool and you're proving and showing the changes that you make. Yeah, definitely. And you're right. I mean, compliance definitely goes up because when patients connect to their data, then they want to continue to improve. And if you're on a, a continuum scale of 100, I mean, you get to actually watch yourself improve and then you want to do the things that come out of the functional planar mapping. So patients just connect with that and they, they do their rehab more, you know, that's that. And you and I both like to give patients rehab with our treatment. Um, and, but it seems like that they like to do rehab when they do it because they know they have a goal and they want to see that number go up and the color change. Absolutely. And that's the other thing too, is that Kineticense, we've put a lot of time and effort into not just showing data. Because uh, a lot of people don't understand data. Right. Uh, a lot of practitioners don't really understand data. Um, patients definitely don't really understand just numbers. Yep. But what they do understand are simple graphs. You know, you're either moving the right way or the wrong way. Um, and they understand a simple score, 0 to 100. Yeah. You know, I was at 65 last assessment. Now I'm at a 75. My indexes are improving. Everything's looking better. I'm moving in the right direction. Less asymmetrical, right? I mean, that's great. Less asymmetrical. And the way we show posture, yep. we show the frontal plane, sagittal plane, transverse plane. It's all images. Yeah. It's very, very easy to understand. And um, and, and that's, that's really the key because data is useless if it can't be understood. And that's where the visuals are so powerful. Yeah, and I think what's really, really cool too is, um, I've mentioned this one before on previous podcasts, but I've used the system with balance with geriatric rehab and just showing them the improvements on one leg. And then we even did one where we did pre-post adjustment and we watched balance improve on each leg by like 10, 10 to 12% on each leg, which is crazy. I mean, that's that's a huge one, right? You talk about uh, risk of fall in the geriatric population and how you know 50% of them will pass away uh, within one year of a hip fracture over right. the age of 65. So using the system, because it's real time, we can actually use the system not only to assess movement or, or things like balance, 
but we can also use the system to train movement, exactly. right? Yes. Through, uh, through biofeedback. And, uh, you know, biofeedback can, can increase the, the learning of movement, proper movement, three times faster than simply trying to practice the movement on your own without that biofeedback. So, so many different applications, so many different ways that, that the system can be implemented. Right. And I mean, if you're still talking geriatric, you're talking about teaching someone that's 75 years old had a hip hinge. That's amazing if you can teach them faster. That's a, that changes their life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or the, or the athlete that wants to learn how to squat properly. Yep. Uh, that wants to start to load heavy weight or being able to analyze, you know, an athlete over the course of their season for periodization of training. Yep. We're being able to get cam scores as they go through a season. We actually do this with the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Uh, they have a, they have a long season. The MLB, <laughs> man, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, that's crazy. And so they, they need to know sports science is, is at its peak right now. And, and being able to know when a player is starting to functionally fatigue. Yes. Um, we can see that with cams because everything's scored out of a hundred and we can see the trends in the graph. And, and if we start to see a dip start, you know, occurring, we know that perhaps they need rest or perhaps they, we need to change their training. Um, and, uh, and then again, when do most injuries occur in athletes, even in the general population, even, even in uh, corporate wellness, for instance, yeah, definitely. when do most injuries occur? They occur when we're fatigued, yep, right? Exactly. When our, our when our capacity, uh, functional capacity is not able to meet the demands of whatever the task is. Yep. And, um, and this is a tool that allows us to identify where, where is their capacity. Yeah. And we, uh, it's cool that you mentioned the functional fatigue because we, a couple episodes ago, we had Alex, our kinetic coach, Alex Graham, come on and we went through functional fatigue. So any of our listeners that want to go back, that's a really cool episode. So you can get kind of more into what Ryan's talking about there. We talked about it, um, improving the quality of care and engaging the patient. But I think, uh, what's really, really big here too, doc is showing the difference that you make in the patient right that's what you're talking about the pre-post adjustment just showing the difference that you are what you're doing in that patient's body to be honest it is amazing the the changes that we see on the system uh, of the patient the changes of how we centrate center of mass how we improve things like balance and and just with a just with the manipulation of the si joints yep right uh, we've actually done we've actually done some studies internally on this, and uh, and it's absolutely huge. What just with a, with an SI joint adjustment, um, what you know what we what we see pre and post, and uh, and that's that is so empowering to the patient, right? Because again, you know, our profession is a powerful profession, and we we help a lot of people. That's why people go to chiropractic. Chiropractic is becoming very mainstream right uh, we have a long way to go but now with data we're going to surpass in my opinion all of the other groups that are involved in M- M- msk rehab uh unless they jump on board as well too collecting data well and i think that's the and, key you have to know what's really helping your patients like what what helped them the most what certain different demographics got help more than others i mean with something like this you can actually start to pull that data out we're starting to look at the trends of of how chiropractic care is uh, is really changing the population for the better with movement, and um, and uh, the research, the data is just astounding. Um, there's no doubt in my mind how powerful our profession is because now we have a way to show and prove it. 
Yeah. And I had, I actually had an MD come in and, uh, on his way out, he was like, man, I wish we, I had someone like you 20 years ago. And I started laughing and I was like, well, I mean, this is why we have it now. So we can start working on it and can increase the function now. And that was like, that was one of his big goals was increasing his function for the future, which is, I mean, that we have a tool that can help measure that and help the patient connect. Like we talked about connection to the patient over and over again, but it's just really interesting to see everyone jump on board with that. And think about this for a second. I'll touch on this a little bit later in the podcast. You you have that patient's data when they come to your clinic and, and they get assessed. Uh, they they're going to want to see the comparisons of of, of their home care routine. Uh, you know their their progress that they make over the course of you know various treatments. Yep, definitely. And, and so so where are they going to go to to compare? They have to go back to you. Right you become that gatekeeper and the data allows you to be that gatekeeper and to show the comparisons that's incredibly powerful yeah definitely i mean that's you're talking about uh patients definitely wanting to come back again that's that is taking control of your own healthcare. absolutely this has to just provide efficiency for your your clinic i mean you think about like what functional how long functional movement screens take normally and it's visual and you're writing it down i mean if we're talking to like people can actually uh, someone else can do this for you correct in your in your clinic yeah and, and that's a really important point is that uh you know kineticense was developed for practitioners by practitioners right so we understand you know the rigors of the of the day uh the fast pace of the day um, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're, if you see, you know, 10 patients a day, or if you see, you know, 75, 80 patients a day, the beautiful thing with the system is you don't have to put any wearables on the body. So right away, the person stands in front of the camera, the sensor, they it automatically picks them up. All you have to do is hit start or stop or capture. And because of this, because of the simplicity of how to run the system, it's so easy to show your front desk staff or, or, or any of your staff members how to run the system. Yeah. So we have a lot of clinics where the doc doesn't even do any of, any of the uh, assessments with Kineticense. It's all done by the staff. Uh, so it is, it is, that's crucial because if, if technology, and that's one of the problems with technology in the clinic, a lot of technologies actually slow us down. Right. And uh, I would argue that this is a technology that actually speeds things up, making you more efficient. That alone is incredibly valuable for a clinician because now we spend you know, less time having to fumble around with, with technology or uh, eyeballing or guessing. Right. Uh, and, and so this speeds up the assessment process, which then allows us to spend more time in the treatment side of things. And that's huge for generating great outcomes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that everyone can click start, stop, and save. So I think this is something that people can really get on board with. And then there's always a tutorial too. So if you don't know the movement or don't know how to do the movement, you click a button and a little demo comes up and shows you. And then you can just do the movement the demo showed you. So the tutorial is right there for you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all in the system. Do you think that this is going to really change the standard of care of treatment of patients? Yeah, you know, I, I think that chiropractic is really going through a paradigm change right now. I think it's been going through a paradigm change for the last, uh, probably about the last 10 years, but it's really starting to pick up speed. Uh, we are becoming more of an evidence-based uh, uh, type of practitioner. For sure. And, and, and that's because for a couple different reasons. The, one of the reasons is, is that the healthcare system is demanding that. 
um, you know, if we want to be part of that multidisciplinary ecosystem, then we have to be evidence-based. Uh, our patients are now demanding it as well too. Yeah. And, and so, so that is, that's the big change that's occurring. Insurance companies are now demanding it. Personal injury lawyers are now demanding it. So these groups that, that, that pay us, right. Or that we're engaged with, um, are, are requiring it. And they're starting to shift towards practitioners that are evidence-based that do have tools like kinetosense. So it is, it is naturally moving that way. I think that it is going to become the standard. Uh, we're already starting to see that and, uh, and it's good. I mean, it promotes and pushes our, our, our profession to, uh, to be better. Yeah. And, and towards function and then, too, right, Ryan? Like it pushes, pushes the profession to actually look at improving people's functionality in life and future. Absolutely. And, and that's on a microcosmic level with, with, you know, the, the interaction between the practitioner and the patient. Uh, and on the macrocosmic level as a profession. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's uh, the changes that we need to make as a profession to, to take the bull by the horns and just take over this space. It starts every patient visit, really, in the clinic. Yep. We want to talk about implementation of the system. Um, we did talk about like how, how you use it with patients showing connecting their data, but let's talk about actually layouts of a clinic. What's the best way to use kinetosense in the facility? Like I have three large rooms and I have the systems in each one that we can use and a rehab area to do it. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's uh, that's a great question. There, there are so many different types of clinics out there, and right. uh, and just different layouts, like you said, right? Yeah. And and we've heard it all. I mean, we've we've seen uh, with the different people, different practitioners using kinetosense. We've seen all different types of layouts, and and uh, and we we love to be involved with you know being part of that discussion on you know this you know for your clinic and what you do this is the best strategy right and that's why that's why this uh you know talking about implementation and and, and monetization as well too is, is is really so crucial to the system yeah and uh, and and adopting the system so tr you know treatment rooms um that's a that's a great way to go we have that set up in our at the kinetic center as well too which is our clinic that we use kineticense uh here at our headquarters and, and what we've done is we've put a, a camera and an adapter in every room and we walk around with a portable laptop. So we simply just walk into the room, put the laptop on the table, plug in the sensor, and we can do our range of motion or posture screens right in the treatment room. Yep. Uh, cams even, if you have enough room, you can use cams. And you don't need a whole lot of space to, to do these assessments. Like an eight by 10 room is, is, is more than enough. Um, so, so that's a great way to go about it and, uh, and allows you to be efficient. And then, you know, you do your assessment. Once you have the data, you, you, you simply copy and paste it right into your EMR, right? We have that ability. It writes all your soap, all your subjective or sorry, objective soap notes yeah, uh, for you. So you think about how much time that saves you. And one of the nice things you can do too, is if you have the abilities to have a, have a TV on the wall where you can also connect your computer yep. uh, through HDMI to the computer and be able to show the patient with the screen. It's very, very powerful and, and, a, and a huge wow factor for the patient. Yeah, you said, talked about having treatment rooms, but let's talk about like a rehab area or something like that. Because I know, like you said, there's different styles, different layouts. So what are other, what are other ideas to put the system? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of clinics now have, have a functional space, we call it, where it's just a larger space where, you know, you can take someone through exercise rehab. Um, and, and what we find is CAMs 
is is outstanding in in the functional movement space yeah and and so we actually in our clinic we have a functional movement space we we hire a kinesiologist to to run that space and basically all she does is cams assessments and she'll do about four to five a day uh we charge about a hundred dollars per assessment and the assessments only take about three minutes so she'll run them through cams the 12 movements the system will then map out the different joints of the body that require stability or mobility and also breaks it down into which plane of movement for each joint so the top three joints that require stability or mobility in the upper body and the top three joints of the lower body and then she'll progress into creating a custom program for that person based on the findings of cams now that data i also have the, her captures and data on my computer i then apply that information of the of the segments that need mobility into my adjustments and i'll actually change my adjustment vectors based on the plane that i need to adjust from from the functional movement screen that's awesome yeah so now she's working on the stability portion some stretching giving some home care I'm working on the mobilization of those joints based on the FPM tool. Yeah, that's crazy. I've actually, so I, I, I do similar too. And then like, you know how uh, we talk about anatomy trains and we talk about different like theories of treatment, but I like to use cupping as well. We both use cupping in our kinetic center. So um, I actually look at whenever we see those different mobility patterns or stability patterns that come through and I try to cup that fascial pathway. And I'm seeing a lot of people start to, like, they really enjoy that while we do injury treatment, but also cup the fascial pathway that's affected the most. You know, it's unbelievable how, how many times we see these, these fascial planes show up on the FPM tool. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it is just absolutely incredible. And how many times, you know, we will do, uh, you know, a assessment and we'll show the FPM readout to a patient and they'll be like, wow. I injured that knee 10 years ago yep. or I'm compensating. I know I'm compensating with my opposite shoulder and, and it's showing this yep. and it's incredibly powerful. The other really cool thing with this too, and this is for the American practitioners, a lot of them that use insurance is that now you have a tool where you can send this report to insurance and it validates the need for different joints to be treated. Yeah. So someone with low back pain, they may have, you know, other areas that need to be treated that are part of that comp compensatory pattern that are causing that back pain. Ankle mobility, right? That would be the perfect one to highlight for that. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've never had a tool in chiropractic that has, that has allowed us to, to validate that. Yep. A lot of times the insurance companies say, well, no, the person only has back pain. We only want you treating the low back and, and the thoracic. Um, well, no, we know the body is a lot more dynamic than that. Right. And now we have a tool that will map that out. Uh, so it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. That, so basically you'd want to put a large screen TV, get someone to be able to see themselves move, training movement, and be able to visualize the data on a large screen. So it's something that really like is appealing to them, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So in our training room, we basically, we have a, uh, it's about a 45 inch TV that's on uh, one of those trolleys. So the TV trolley and then it, ha and then we have the camera underneath and, and uh, that's how we do our assessments and, and the patients love that biofeedback. They can see themselves clearly. And in the treatment rooms, we have uh, smaller TVs that are just mounted right above our little, uh, you know, our, our desk in each room. And it's as simple as, uh, you know, putting the computer down, plugging in the sensors and then plugging in the HDMI cord. Yep, and, and, and easy to show. I mean, we do have some practitioners that simply just show the patient 
their computer screen after the the capture is done, and and that works that works well too. Again, thank you for listening to the first part of the Kineticence Advantage Trilogy. Ryan and I went through a lot for ROI, marketing, and data application, but there's definitely a lot more to cover because in the next episode, we actually talk more specifically about each module and how they affect those areas. Again, for more information, go to kineticence.com where you can book your free online demo. Tune in next time for the second part of the trilogy of the Kineticence Advantage with Dr. Ryan Camo. I'm your host, Bo Sauls, and let's keep learning about movement, performance, and rehab together.